Hey guys, I yeah, like I said earlier, I am back. I am here with a live stream. That's right, a live stream follow up on today's announcement on MLP uh, G5. It was officially announced uh, today uh, during the Hasbro investment uh, call or conference video presentation, if you will. Kind of think along the lines of. Uh, what Disney did last year with their Disney investors call or investors conference thing that everybody got the view. Something similar, not on the not not as major or big as Disney's. I don't think Hasbro could ever really pull that off. No offense. But you know, basically on the same uh but basically in the same kind of uh scenario, basically almost as similar, not as elaborate kind of uh, setup, but very similar setup um as what we saw. Uh, with, you know, uh, with Disney last year when they did their thing. So, anyway. Anyway, um, yeah, like I said, this is a follow-up. This is the second live stream, actually, I did today. The other one was, of course, on uh, what's going on with both the California and, you know, New York governors and, you know, what they'll be facing, what they're in store for down the line. So, yeah, this is like I said, this is not the, the first time. This is not the first live stream I've done, but it is, you know, one of uh, one of the well, basically, it's just one of the two. Actually, let's put it that way. It's one of the two uh, that I'm doing today. But yeah, welcome guys to this uh, live stream, um, if you will. Well, we're going to do follow up on, and hello, Rivi Slates, uh, nice to see you uh, in the live stream. Uh, super chats are open. If you guys want to donate, it's up to you. Super chats are open. If you want to donate, that's up to you. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that when they do super chats for people like, uh, like there are people I follow, like uh, Alex Hicks, just Alex, or John Campia. Or Solomon Store, or even the semi-perfect podcast that sometimes I'll donate some money and I'll see some people donate, you know, ridiculous amounts because you know they feel like um, you know, they feel like basically, you know, supporting uh the channel uh that uh that they're watching support the content that that person is providing. So anyway though, long but anyway though, that's my thing is it's up to you if you guys want to do that and you know we'll just go from there. But uh, anyway, like I said, uh, coming on here with a, a live stream, if you will, kind of like I said, doing a follow up to today's uh, announcements. And today's announcements, guys, were, and I do apologize if there's any bit of an interruption. I don't know. Sometimes the stream goes off, connection gets disconnected. I don't know if it's because somebody's doing something outside or it's just the load up. I noticed that when it goes off, it's mostly when I use Microsoft Edge and not Google Chrome. So it's, kind of weird but yeah um just wanted to come on here and do a bit of a like i said a bit of a follow-up to um you know to the videos that i did you know to uh, to the video i did earlier today talking about of course generation five which has been like i said officially confirmed as of today um a little bit of backstory again in case you guys didn't watch the other t- uh, video which ironically by now believe it or not and this is this is what surprised me. Um, during the premiere of the video, during the premiere, 
I actually got around after the premiere. Well, during the premiere, my the viewership I was getting was probably more than I've ever gotten. Like during the actual premiere, the live streaming of the premiere, uh, basically I ended up getting about half of a hundred. And it was all said and done. I had 78 views. And then before I knew it, like 14, 15 minutes later, I had over a hundred. And now I'm at uh, 178, almost 180, 20 views away from 200. And that's just in the span of two hours, according to YouTube. And I'm already at two views uh, per watch, uh, two uh, watches, uh, 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 two per view watches right now with the live stream. But anyway, but anyway, like I said, uh, the announcements that came out uh, yesterday on, um, well, well, prematurely, what it was was there was a, an online store that basically, and let me get some coffee here. Very good. But like I said, there was an online store that was, you know, showcasing the upcoming MLP merchandise. They had two uh, things that were G4 related with like Rainbow Dash and Twilight and, and then Fluttershy Rainbow and all them. And then there was another one that was right next to it of three characters we had never seen before, but it was under the MLP uh, section. And then not as, not quickly, but almost little a little after that, like maybe a few hours later, it got pulled. So what happened is I think the uh, store seller or the store person that, you know, puts up these displays of what's to come and everything, put that up too soon. Like they were supposed to wait to the day to make that official or to let that be known as an official MLP product for G5. And anyway, just to let you guys know, I printed these out because I don't know how to do the, you know, screen on screen thing when it comes to live streams. I don't know if I have to go to Streamlabs and do that or, or what, what the case may be, but I'm just going to go like this and I'll show you the pictures. And I did provide a link in the description to the first video. Uh, so you guys could check that out. And already you got people talking about, G5 with, you know, showing the other characters in there uh, from G4 as well. Everybody's talking about it. It's like, you know, it's, it's the only thing. It's basically one of the big news items. If you are a, a fan of Hasbro and you're a fan of, um, you know, um, like I say, if you're a fan of Hasbro and, and all of them, and it looks like YouTube had a bit of an issue earlier. Or it has an issue going on. I don't know what's going on there. Hopefully it doesn't affect me or anything, um, if you will. And let me get back to the, uh, what was it? Oh yeah, I was right here. Uh, but anyway, like I said, uh, I don't know how to do the screen on screen thing unless I do Streamlabs or something. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna chance it or anything, guys. So I'm just gonna, you know, do do it the way I know how to do it. As I um, add these uh, tags here on Twitter. Uh, so people can watch this if they want. Hold on. Hold on, guys, for one second while I do something here. Make sure I get everything right. But, yeah, like I said, um, 
it's been one of the news items a lot of people have been talking about, especially if you're a fan of MLP. And these are the images that came out um, yesterday, according to Equestria Daily, courtesy of Entertainment Tonight. This is our main character. This is Sunny Star Scout, I think. Sunny Star Scout, I believe. Let me make sure I get that right here. I know I printed out the information here somewhere. Hold on. And if you and that's a uh, sirens going off right now. So if you're any dog howl, that's because you know the sirens. See, I know it's in here somewhere. Well, they say it's the, her name's Sunny Star Scout. I think that's her name. I believe. Yeah, I think it's Sunny Star Scout. I believe. So, uh, but yeah, she's our main character. The other character we get introduced to is the unicorn. Her name is Izzy or Iggy. Izzy, I think. And then we have a male character as well. We don't know what his name is, but it's a, you know, just by the animated uh, GIF they gave us, the little animated teaser, you know, for, for the movie, for what they're going to look like in the movie. It definitely seems that he and Sonny are romantically linked or could be romantically involved or will be. So, you know, that's and that's interesting, too, because we always knew that romance was teased and teased about in, in Friendship is Magic. I mean, take Sparity, for example, you know, which is short for Spike and Rarity, as well as Flood Accord, which is short for Fluttershy Discord. And, you know, the bunch <laughs> cheese, you know, cheese pie, cheese sandwich, pinky pie. You know, it was always, it was, you know, Big Mac, Sugar Bell. There was always romance in there, but it wasn't like a main focal point. It was not like. Oh, well, we got to put the characters in a romantic setting, you know, so that, you know, you know, people can relate and stuff like that. It wasn't it wasn't something along, you know, those lines or anything. But, you know, it, it was there. They did acknowledge it. They, they didn't shy away from it. I'll put it that way. They did not. They did not shy away, which I thought was a, which I thought was good on their part, because it's like if you shy away from that, you know, then what's the point of, you know, putting it, you know, alluding to it or you know, putting it in the series like you did. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Um, anyway, though, um, anyway, though, yeah, it seems that uh, Sunny and this male pony might be an item or something like that, possibly with, you know, starting with the movie. And how that, you know, reflects onto... Um, you know how that reflects, you know, um, onto the uh, onto the series itself. You know how that, like I said, how that reflects onto the series in 2022, because that's when the series is going to debut. It's going to debut uh, in 2022. You know, it's going to debut in 2022. You know, you got to wonder if there is a romantic involvement between Sonny and this character, you know, how are they going to work around it? Like, you know, are they going to dedicate some episodes to it or are they just going to like do what they've done with some romances and Friendship is Magic and just like maybe hint at something there, but then move on? I mean, a good example of hinting at something there and then maybe playing around with it at times, acknowledging and kind of not acknowledging it um, in a show based off a movie or basically taking place after 
a movie has to be the All Dogs Go to Heaven series. Uh, we all know that at the end of All Dogs Go to Heaven 2, Charlie and Sasha got together. But in the series that follows it, it's basically like they have an on and off relationship. Like it gets acknowledged, touched upon, but then it doesn't get acknowledged and touched upon. And, um, you know, that's that's kind of interesting, um, if you will. You know, that's, that's kind of interesting on how they and how they do that. But yeah, it's like it gets touched upon. It doesn't get touched upon on, you know, and I'm wondering if maybe they might do that with Sonny and this potential uh, male character, if he is the love interest uh, of her uh, in the movie and going forward, you have to wonder. Now, we know we're not just getting, you know, uh, Sonny. We're not just getting Izzy and this male character. We're also getting this Palomima, Palomima, this kind of Pegasus character that has... um I guess clouds for wings and I think she has a crown or something. I'm not really sure, but uh, yeah, it seems, um, you know, she's going to be involved and apparently there is hints that there's going to be more characters, you know, uh, showing up um, as well. So it's going to be interesting to see exactly, you know, how many main characters, if you get my drift that we're going to have for the series, because we know that with, Friendship is Magic, we had the main six, the main seven, the main eight, if you will, uh, depending on how you look at it. I mean, main six being Twilight, Applejack, Rainbow Dash, Fluttershy, Pinkie Pie, and Rarity. Main seven, you add Spike to the equation. Main eight, you add Starlight. So it really makes you wonder exactly who is our main core going to be. Is it going to be these three ponies or these three or four ponies? Is that going to be our main core? You know, is it going to be another group of six? You know, we, we don't know. And it looks like Dr. Wolf just uh, did a video on it. And I'll check that out in a little bit um, after I do this. But, yeah, um, it, it really makes you it really makes you wonder. Um, uh, something went wrong here. That was weird. Maybe I already did the pony fist. <laughs> um, anyway, though, it, it, <coughs> like I said, Dr. Wolf currently uh, doing just uploaded a video uh, as well. But yeah, you know, it's uh, it makes you wonder. Again, we don't know exact. Now, here's the thing: we don't know what the name of the character is. That that's the one thing that's you know I think got everybody's curiosity. We we don't know uh, what the name of the character is right now, the male character that is. And hello, Z Tales three two seven. Nice to see you here. And again, Ravi Slates. Nice to see you in the, the uh, live chat. Um, let me let me see if I can get the name here. Sunny Star Scout, that's who it is. It's Sunny Star Scout. And then the other one is Izzy. And again, we have a male character in there, but we don't know who he is yet. And we do have another character coming in as well. It's a Pegasus with, um, you know, with wings, I think. I think it's wings. 
the wings, you know, basically clouds made of wings or something like that. You know, that that's what that's what I'm being that's what I'm looking at. Is I to uh, she has a little bit of a kind of like a actually I'm looking at it right now. Um let's see. They show if I can get if I can get back to it. Hold on, guys. It looks like it's a little bit of a an a bandana, kind of very um uh in in Indian like maybe like an Indian bandana or something like that. a Native American like bandana. I don't know. Uh it, but that's what it looks like to me for for the uh Pegaside girl. So that's interesting. Uh that you know that's interesting um to, to see. As I look down here more. Now, one of the things I talked about um, in the original video earlier today was, uh, well, what, what it was is that, I, um, you know, I printed out something that Celesto, the, one of the head people at um, Equestria Daily, you know, the one thing, um, you know, they did was, and I'll, put, and I'll bring it up here for a second. Not this one, but get to that in a moment. Here it is. What they did is they pinpointed a lot of like Easter eggs. They took the time, pinpointed some Easter eggs uh, that they found in this screenshot. Like one of the things they talk about is with the Earth ponies in G4, they always had to use the mouth at times to you know grab stuff or put or do things or something like that. They, they had to. They did. I mean, later on in the series, they would use the hoofs more than their mouth, but at times. They would use the mouse like to carry stuff or whatever. So it shows that there's going to be things that are more built for them, like, you know, lamp, turning off lamps and all that, you know, little pianos, things like that. Um, but there's a lot of things here that reference like G4 because you got, you know, Sunset's uh, cutie mark as, on a canvas behind her bed. You got the uh, main six figures in the background there. Uh, you got a Rainbow Dash poster. And, and here's the thing about that um, as well. A lot of people are speculating exactly whether or not this is going to be a show that show that uh, basically confirms that Friendship is Magic was a show that they were watching, just like us, or it takes place in the future. And I think it more leans towards taking place in the future. And the reason I say that, because and I've mentioned this before, and I mentioned this earlier in the, the video I did, uh, basically, you know, it, it looks like from what I could tell, it looks like from what I could tell that um, basically the way the, the movie and the series is being set up, mostly the movie and I guess going into the series later on. Um, and like I said, the uh, other pony, the Pegasus pony, which has like white wings, kind of pinkish white wings, according to some of these drawings. In merchandise, I guess. Uh, basically, you know, she has um, she has like a band, she has like a little headband around here with some feathers. So I guess she's supposed to be like a, and I say this with no offense, Native American like, like or something like that. Or she's based off Native American, you know, ponies. You know, I guess that's what the, how they're gonna put, 
uh, do uh, or represent the Pegasite uh, in G5? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, anyway, though, like I said, the way this is being done, and, I, and like I, and as I mentioned in the video earlier, the way this is being done is basically it seems like um, it, it seems like, in my opinion, that they're going down a route that we've seen in shows before. You know, um, for example, I remember watching Beast Wars, which was, you know, part of Transformers. And at first we thought, okay, it's its own separate thing, right? There's no connections, whatever. As the show progressed and we got into the later seasons, like later on season two into season three and all that, we found out there was a connection to G5 because Beast Wars, you know, even though the characters are descendants of the Autobots and the Decepticons, uh, basically they we find out along with them that... The, one of the space bridges that they went through, you know, pursuing each other was a time space bridge was a time, was like a time warp bridge that sent them, you know, into earth or sent them to earth, you know, in the time frame, around the same time, I should say a little before or a little around the time that the generation one Autobots and Decepticons crashed on earth, you know, on the arc, you know, basically it's around that time frame. And again, we find this out later on uh, in season in, in season two, I believe, when they discover the arc, and you see the descendant of Megatron, who has the same, who took on the same namesake, you know, I guess out of tribute, is flying around inside the arc, and you see all the Autobots and Decepticons, you know, in uh, in stasis, you know, in, you know, in uh, in, uh, in in stasis lock, if you will, and. Again, when I when that moment came up, a lot of us were like, "Whoa!" So this is part of Generation One, or this has a, this is continuing gener Generation One, but it takes place. But these characters are from the future that got stuck in the past, which is, which like I said, is really uh, crazy and interesting. But that's that's what it was. <laughs> you know, that's that's what it was. You know, basically, it was like these were future characters uh, that got stuck that got you know, trapped in the past and, and now they um, have to find a way back. And during their time in the past, in the prehistoric age, they find out that basically, you know, they're uh, basically the, um, what's the one I'm looking for? You know, they find out that the prehistoric, that not, that the world that they crashed in is not only the, not only earth, but it's the same prehistoric Earth at the same time. Like I said, that the that the descendants, the Decepticons and the Autobots, crashed there on the Ark. And then, like I said, we get into that second season, and that and that moment there blew us away, blew us a lot of, a lot of us away. And you know, I'm getting that vibe here somewhat with Generation Five. You know, a lot of people can assume that it takes place. You know, um, you know, it, it takes place in a world where. Friendship is Magic is, you know, a regular show, you know, and it's a show that we've all seen and all that. But, but the way I, but the way I look at it, honestly, guys, and the way other, the, well, what I'm trying to say is the way I look at it is the same way a lot of people look at it, you know, and they would agree in looking at it is basically, um, it takes place in the future, mainly. It's basically, it's in the same, because here, here's what, Here's what they came out with, what they said. 
And even the synopsis says this. It takes place in Equestria. It takes place years in Equestria, years in the future. And the way the way this uh, screenshot of Sunny Star Scout, you know, is showing, it takes place probably in a time period that's like like the equivalent equivalent of our time, like two like twenty twenty one, whatever the case may be. And basically, because she lives in this more modern setup of Equestria, thousands and probably thousands, if not millions of years, maybe over, well, I wouldn't say millions, but I'd say thousands of years have passed or hundreds to thousands of years have passed. And all of the things that the main, you know, the main group accomplished, you know, the main six, the main seven, the main eight and their allies and friends accomplished is now looked at as myth and legend. That, that's the vibe I'm getting. That's the vibe I'm getting that basically, you know, everything's of myth and legend, which is why obviously there's a divide once again between the pony races. That they forgot that basically as hit time, as the years and the centuries have gone on, you know, they forgot about, you know, who gave them that, who helped kind of rein in or return that harmony they once had. So, it's uh, so yeah, it's going to be um, so yeah. I, I get it's not, it's not what I'm trying to say is I've got a feeling we're going to have something really uh, intriguing on our hands here from a storyline perspective because I'm sure in the movie we're going to find out that you know, you know, it, maybe there was a misunderstanding because that's the one thing My Little Pony Friendship is Magic has done is you know, one of the things that helps solve the problem is a misunderstanding, but. I also think that what we'll, what we could probably also get here, what I also think we'll, we're going to probably get here is, you know, they're going to find out that so much time has passed, so many years, centuries, decades have passed on, that, you know, what was looked at as truth and reality and historic is now looked at as myth and legend. And... I think, and I think that's an interesting concept to go down because when, because to me, when shows do that, when shows, whether the live action shows or animated shows, when stories in general do that, it makes it more intriguing. It keeps you invested because you want, because what you want to do is you want to see exactly how they figure out, you know, how they figure out the main characters, that is, how they figure out a way to prove that what happened in the past, you know, is, you know, is real or was real. It was true. It's true that it was fact. It was historically, it was a historic fact. It's historic truth. You know, it gets you wondering exact, it gets you kind of uh, wanting to see how they, you know, you know, get to that point. They get to that uh, moment, um, if you will, um, in the series. And um, I can't, honestly, again, like I said, I cannot wait to see how they do that because you got, Obviously, like I said, you got our main character here, which is Sunny Star Scout. You got her unicorn friend, Izzy, who looks like she's going to be fun-loving. It's like, Izzy, to me, is going to be like the Pinkie Pie, if you will, of the group. I've got a feeling. She's going to be like the fun-loving, good-hearted, um, at times goofy character. But, you know, goofy, goofy-like character. So, basically, I like I said, I think she's going to feel... Uh, that Pinkie Pie role uh, of the of the for the show. That's what I think she's going to do. Um, 
so again, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to see uh, exactly, you know, how they uh, approach a lot of what, you know, the show is about and, you know, well, not approach how, what the show is about, but basically how they approach, you know, from a story perspective, how they approach explaining how possibly, and again, this is just mere speculation on my part, guys, just like a lot of us, but explaining how maybe, you know, the current Equestria, the current citizens of Equestria uh, forgot about the um, the elements of harmony and friendship and basically who helped set that up. So, uh, so to me, I'm, I'm definitely, like I said, I'm definitely willing to uh, give this a chance. I mean, it looks good. I mean, everybody has said that the animation, when you look at it, uh, is a blending of G4 and G1 just by the setup. It does favor G4, Friendship is Magic, more so than anything. And I like that. I really do. I mean, we basically, I, I think one thing a lot of people pointed out is we basically got a taste of this. We got a taste of this uh, with the Hello Pinkie Pie shorts. So, you know, if we if that those Hello Pinkie Pie shorts were an example of what we were going to get here, because there was word going around that Rainbow Road Trip with its animation and the Pinkie Pie shorts were just you know, an example, just an appetizer of what, you know, Generation 5 is going to look like uh, in a similar style. Now, I think, I think honestly, we're in good hands. I think the ha- we're in good hands or in pony turns, good hoops, if you know what I mean. I think the show is, uh, I think we're, you know, the fan base, I think we're in good hands, we're in good hoops, um, you know, with, with, the, with, with the direction uh, that the show is going to be going. And I can't wait to see you know, what's in store. And I know I'm being repetitive when I say that, but it's true. I can't wait to see what's in store here. Um, but like I said, the, the the vibe I'm getting from this, from a story perspective, and just from a synopsis story perspective, as well as a um, image perspective here with, with Sonny. And then, uh, of course, later on, Sonny and, and Izzy, along with two Royal Guards, who basically, when you look at the Royal Guards, the va- they are ba- <laughs> what I'm trying to get at here, what I'm trying to say is these Royal Guards, when you look at them, are very identical, basically designed a similar way as the Royal Guards in Friendship is Magic. Now, what's interesting is somebody zoomed in on this pony, and I don't know if they noticed something in the eyes there, or maybe they were just playing around. But basically, somebody's was zooming in on it on one of the Facebook group pages here. And they were like, Princess Twilight, is that you? Because they, I guess, zooming in, taking a closer look um, at this pony's eyes, they probably saw what looked like another pony's reflection. And they're wondering if maybe that's Twilight. And again, like I, as I said in the, in the first video, I think there's a good chance that, I think there's a good chance that we might see Twilight, if not maybe, now that I think of it, maybe the main seven uh, in the show down the line, not just the movie, but the show, because you want to make sure that people understand this is in the same continuity, uh, the same continuity, if you will, or same. Well, yeah, basically same world, same continuity, but thousands of years later. And if Twilight is in the same veins as Celestia and Luna, you know, as being an alicorn and thus being immortal. You know, who's to say she's not around, as well as the fact that who's to say, as I speculated at one point, that she 
uh, didn't, you know, cast a spell on her friends and make them immortal so that they would be together for thousands of years. And maybe, you know, her and maybe other people and other friends and allies they have, like the CMCs and, you know, Sunset Shimmer and Starlight and all and, and Sunburst. You know, who's to say she didn't cast a spell like that so that they all would be together even thousands of years later? So it's it's intriguing. It's interesting that even now you have somebody just pinpointing a reflection in one of these guard ponies' eyes and thinking, could that be Twilight? You know. But you know, so it's interesting. It's really uh, interesting, like I said, to to see people going that far now to kind of be like, you know, is that Twilight? Is you know, is Twilight in uh, in this uh, in this movie in this series in some capacity? That's giving us that connection. It would be fun to find out. You know, it would be fun to find out. Out, um, if you will. Uh, but, yeah, the so far, like I said earlier, uh, it looks really good. Uh, I've got nothing bad to say about it. Um, I, think, I think we're going to have a, a great series on our hands. I really do. I think we're going to have a good move, a decent... I look at it this way. I look at the movie as being probably better than people are expecting it to be, as well as I expect you know the series that follows in 2022 to be just as good as well. Now, speaking of the series, well, we'll get into that in a moment. But let's start. Let's start with the movie too. Um, as I mentioned at the, I think towards the end of the first video today, I said that basically uh, this, you know, the movie being, you know, used as a pilot. Uh, of being the used up, uh, the basically, basically, let me get some coffee here. I'm <laughs> sorry. There we go. Well, like I said, um, you know, earlier I said that uh, basically, you know, the movie being set up or utilized as the pilot uh, for the series reminded me basically of what happened 35 years ago with G1. Now, before the movie, G1 did have two specials, um, Escape or Rescue from Midnight Castle, which was the very first animated uh, footage of My Little Pony. And then the second one was Escape from Katarina. And then we had the movie. And those two kind of served as, you know, pilots, if you will, to what we were going to get or give, basically, you know, gave us a hint of what we were going to get. And the movie basically, you know, built upon that. and not only improve, built and improved on that with animation-wise and story-wise and all that, but it also served as a pilot for the G1 animated series. And even though the movie didn't do so well in the box office, um, it basically it gave people an idea of what to expect with the animated series you know, that would follow. You know, with the tone, the characters, and all that, it gave you an idea of what to expect. And I kind of get that same vibe here. But the big difference, though, is this movie, this pilot movie for the Generation 5 series has a bit of a connection. It has a bit of a background because of its continuity connection uh, in story to Generation 4. The fact is that it takes place in Equestria. You know, it's it, it you know, it takes place in the well, basically, it takes place in the world of Equestria. Um, basically, it's going to acknowledge reference if not probably showcase, you know, elements and characters from, you know, Friendship is Magic, you know, and build upon that. 
But the fact, uh, but the fact of the ugh, what I'm trying to say is, but the fact of the matter is, you know, but the fact of the matter is, it's got a lot more going for it because now people know what to expect act uh, with this movie, and like I said, it's already has an established continuity that's going to be building off of, you know, what its own interpretation with G five. Which is why I believe the movie, the pilot movie that comes out later this year in the fall, is going to do good on Netflix. It's going to get great viewership numbers. And on top of that, I think it's going to really get people invested into the series uh, that premieres on Netflix in 2022. And speaking of the series, let's now talk about that. Um, as I just said, it's going to be on Netflix, not Discovery Family. It might show up on Discovery Family later on. But it's going to premiere, first of all, on Netflix and, you know, going forward. Now, again, like I said, I'm not saying it's not going to show up on Discovery Family because uh, from what I have seen, uh, what we have all seen with Discovery Family uh, previously is that there's been a lot of Netflix shows that were Netflix exclusives at first that showed up on Discovery Family. And I think a lot of us would pretty much know what shows those were. Like, you know, I, I can recall several times tuning in Discovery Family and being like, well, wait a minute. I thought that show was a Netflix show. What's it doing on Discovery Family? So, you know, so, yeah, that was, so seeing some of those shows that we thought were, you know, Netflix exclusives at first showing up on Discovery Family, still under the Netflix original uh, presentation banner, kind of tells me that the ponies of G5 will show up on Discovery Family, but not, you know, not as yet. I think what's going to happen is, Netflix is going to let it let the series run its course for a couple of months and then it's or for several months and then it's going to show up on Discovery Family when it's uh, when the I would assume the first season is over. Now, speaking of the episodes, uh, speaking of the series itself being on Netflix, I know one thing that a lot of people are probably already thinking is Netflix is going to do to the my little uh, that Netflix basically what they're going to do is the same. What they're going to do with the MLP G5 series is the same thing they've done with all these animated licensed series that they've, you know, premiered on the streaming service uh, as exclusives, and that's basically dump all the episodes at once, thus people can binge watch it, you know, at any time, you know, maybe all at once or just sporadically throughout the week or whatever, two or three times a day, two or three episodes a day, stuff like that. And that is a possibility. That is definitely a possibility uh, of happening. But honestly, I don't think it's going to. I, I don't think that's going to happen because there is word going around, and I'm sure you he have heard about this, that because of what HBO Max, Disney Plus, you know, Peacock, I think, at times, and possibly Paramount Plus when it comes out and Apple – you know, upon hearing that, um, you know, those streaming service, those streaming services have taken a lot of the newest series and instead of going the dump them all at once and let people have a binge party uh, approach, approach um, that instead they're going with the, you know, air, you know, release one episode a week and let people, you know, watch that and then, you know, kind of speculate and think about, OK, what's the next episode going to be? And then kind of, you know, grow, you know, impatient for that new episode to come out the following week. That's the route, basically, the, 
uh, Netflix, from what we've all heard, has seen, has heard and seen the likes of Disney Plus, HBO Max, Par- possibly Paramount Plus when it comes when it debuts, Peacock, Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus. That's basically you know Hulu, you know at times, you know that's the approach that a lot of these streaming services re- as of recently have been taking, you know to really get people invested in the service. They're basically going back you know, kind of going back in a more of a nostalgic direction by dumping the episodes one week at a time, not all at once. And again, like I said, and I know that didn't make any sense that I just mentioned, it sounded like I rambled there, so I do apologize. You know, that's why I got some coffee here to kind of keep me going. But anyway, like I said, um, like I said, you know, you, you see... You see all these uh, streaming services going that nostalgic route by take, basically taking an episode and dumping an episode onto the service one a week instead of benching them, instead of dropping them all at once. And like I said, letting people have a big old binge party, you know, watch the episodes, w- watch one or two or three episodes a day and whatever uh, kind of uh, direction. And they're doing this because it's and the reason they're doing this is because it gets people more invested um, in their series. It gets it more gets them more invested not in the ser- in the series. Well, yeah, it gets them more invested in the series and wondering what's to come in the next episode. But it also gets them invested in keeping the service, you know, keeping the streaming service, um, you know, as part of the you know as part of the plan. Basically, keeping the streaming service for as long as they want. Like in other words, if let's say you do a trial period with a streaming service and you see a series that you get intrigued by, you watch the first episode and you want to see more. And then you find out that series is going to do one episode a week. Then you're going to basically say, okay, I want to continue my service. That's why they're doing it. And what this has to do with my little pony generation five, like I said, um, before I kind of went off there in a little bit of a ramble-ish kind of tone, I do apologize. What this does with, what this has to do with generation five is mainly the fact that you know, again, like I said, what I was trying to say before I, like I said, went off on that ramblish <laughs> rant there or um, discussion, kind of off topic, if you will, almost. Uh, basically, what this has to do with My Little Pony Generation 5 is, as I was trying to say, a lot of people are assuming that, are probably already going to be assuming, if not already, that since it's going to be on Netflix in 2022, Netflix is going to do the same thing that they've done with all the other licensed shows that you know debuted on the service, and that's just dump all the episodes at once or a certain amount of episodes, um, you know, for the time being before maybe doing another season with the other and, but in, or until they get ready to do a second season, if you will, and taking the other episodes and dumping them as well for that second season or whatever the case may be. And, you know, that's a possible, and as I was trying to say, that's a possibility, but like I was trying to say before I went on that ramble-ish, you know, discussion um kind of going off topic almost kind of going all over the place i do apologize um you know that might be that's that might be a possibility not saying it won't be but i think netflix might use or might take friendship is magic or not friendship is magic but mlp g5 and make it and basically probably this is just a, a speculation probably you know, focus on, focus it, or basically take it 
and focus on it as one of the series they want to test. You know, they want to you know test out with a weekly scenario. That that's what I think is possibly could happen. Now I don't, I'm not saying it won't. I'm not saying it will. I should say, but there's a good chance that they could, you know, look at My Little Pony Generation Five along with some other series that are coming their way in the near future, and they'll probably consider testing the weekly format with it instead of the whole dump all the episodes at once, once and let people binge watch it or watch as many episodes as they want a day, kind of um, uh, kind of pattern or you know, kind of pattern that they're, they're used to doing over that they've been used to doing, I should say over the past several years. Now, like I said, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it's a possibility because Netflix from what we've all been hearing um, has been considering, you know, considering going down that route. You know, the, again, like I said, they, they notice what Disney plus is doing. They've noticed what HBO max is doing and all these streaming services have been doing lately. And they're like, you know what? If they could do it, we could do it. And I've got a feeling they eventually in 2022, maybe even before this year's out, they're going to test it out. They're going to take some series that they might acquire to, you know, premiere exclusive on the service and say instead and make the decision and say that instead of, you know, doing a binge drop of all the episodes that they have to release the episodes on a weekly basis. Because, you know, here's the thing. You can't tell me that they're not noticing, you know, how this weekly episodic formula is working successfully for Disney plus when it comes to WandaVision and the Mandalorian and any other series they got upcoming in the future. You can't tell me they don't notice that it works. It's not being a successful that it's not being successful for the likes of HBO max and Peacock and, and Apple TV plus and all of them with some of their new series because they are, they do notice that. So I've got a feeling there's a possible chance that they may say, you know what? Instead of dumping all the episodes of G5 of My Little Pony, you know, on this premiere date, let's do it one week at a time and see what happens. Let's just drag it out and see what people and see if it works and see if people are patient enough to want to wait a week to or wait a week to see a certain episode debut. Now they could go another route. They've done this already with uh, Kibo and the Wonder Beast, Car- uh, Carmen San Diego, Voltron. On the new version of Voltron, legendary, I think, legendary defender. They've done this with, you know, War for Cybertron Transformers, obviously. And that is they have all the episodes ready and they could just dump them all at once. But instead, they divide the episodes, you know, within a certain structure, like six episodes a season. So like with Transformers, you know, the War for Cybertron deal, each each season is like six or seven episodes, mostly six episodes. So in total, they have 18 episodes lined up, a one season, 18 episode, you know, um, agreement with Hasbro, but to basically, basically not, you know, blow the wad to sort of speak, you know, excuse my wording there, they're breaking it up into individual seasons, into six episode seasons. So you had six episodes with Siege, you have six episodes with Earthrise right now, and then you're going to have six episodes with Kingdom. And the same with Kibo and the Wonder Beast. You had six episodes each there, or a certain amount of episodes for each season there. And you know, and it works. It's Common San Diego had the same stuff. Kid Cosmic is probably gonna have the same thing. So it works if they go that route. And that's another potential direction they could go in. So let's say they get um, let's say what is it, 26 episodes, 
you know, ordered or six. Uh, I, I would say, okay, let's say on average they get about maybe they get about 26 or 20. Let's say they get 24 episodes each. Instead of dumping them all at once, you know, dumping all 24 episodes. Instead, they could go like, okay, let's take six episodes, make that season one. Let's take six episodes, let's make that season two. Let's take six episodes, let's make that season three. Let's take the remaining six, let's make that season four. And it could work. People could still binge it. They could still binge watch them. But then when they get to that last episode and whatever cliffhanger they give you, if they do, it makes you want to, you know, it makes you want to crave for more. It makes you want to basically, you know, crave for more. It makes you want to, you know, demand more. You're going to want more out of it. You're going to want to wonder, okay, what happens next? You know, I can't, or it's going to make you, you know, come out and say, I can't wait much longer. Or when is the, you know, when is the release date for the next six episodes, stuff like that. They could do that too. They could do that too. So I could see it either going, I could see it going one of two ways. I don't see all the episodes for the entire first season. If there, you know, how, depending on how many seasons it gets, I don't see all the episodes being dumped at once. I don't see that. Uh, what I do see Netflix doing, excuse me there, but what I do see Netflix doing is I see them basically, and this is just my opinion, I see them basically going one or two routes. Um, I see them, I see them base, I see them basically, well, Honestly, like I said, well, I'm trying to I'm trying to come up with what I could say here, but I think with the direct, they got one or two ways they could do this. If they have a, if they only have twelve or thirteen episodes ordered for right now, I could see them splitting that up into two seasons. I could see six episodes or seven episodes for season one, and six or seven episodes for season two. I could see that. But if they have like let's say twenty six or twenty four episodes you know, lined up or ordered for the series, then I could see them breaking that up um, into uh, four individual se- seasons. But what I was trying to say, actually what I was trying to say is, besides seeing them do that, I could also see them testing the weekly episodic format that they've been rumored to try, they've been rumored to consider doing with a lot of the series that they have on order that is expected to debut on the service. So, I can definitely see the My Little Pony Generation 5 series being one of those series that they potentially could go the weekly route with, or they could do the seasonal, you know, six episodes, six, seven episodes, or six episodes a season route with. So I either see the weekly route, weekly episodic route they could go with, with Generation 5, as it being one of those first series that they, you know, uh, use that new format or use that format that they see Disney Plus and other streaming services using now for the new shows and stuff. I could see them doing that as, as well as I could see them going the route they're going with shows like War for Cybertron with Transformers War for Cybertron. And that's basically taking the amount of episodes they have and dividing them into six episode seasons or separating them into six episode seasons. I could see that. I could see that. And hello, Connor. Welcome to the live chat. But yeah, I, I could see that. I could see them doing that. But what do you guys think? Let me know what you guys think in the live chat right now. Which direction do you think Netflix will go? Do you think they might take the 
um, direction they're going with with shows like War for Cybertron right now. And let's take the episodes they have and divide them into six episode seasons. Or do you see them probably utilizing or uh, uh, using uh, G5 as, you know, to try out the new weekly format uh, for for the service that they're planning to try out for other new series that they see as being a success for the likes of Disney Plus when it comes to shows like Mandalorian and WandaVision as well as other streaming services. What do you think? Let me know what you guys think in the live chat. Do you think they'll go uh, the route they're going with War for Cybertron and series like that where it's like six episodes a season? Or do you, depending on the, the amount of episodes they get or they have ordered up for the series, or do you think they'll go the weekly route? What do you guys say? What do you guys think of the live chat? What, what are your thoughts on that? Let me know in the live chat. And then afterwards, let me know in the comment section below um, as well. Uh, but, you know, it could go either way. I mean, I think, honestly, I'll be honest with you. I think if there's any direction they could go in that I think might prove to be successful for them, I think if they're planning to go the weekly route, like, you know, these other services are doing with the newer shows, I think that would be the best solution. I think that would be the best solution because basically, you know, if the series is as good as what people are hoping it could be, you know, especially based off this animation that we're seeing, you know, with the characters, you know, you know, getting this example of what we could potentially get, um, then I think, like I said, the weekly route, the weekly direction is probably the best direction for them to go because you have fans in anticipating, okay, what's the next episode going to be like, or what's next, or what what are they going to, you know, what adventures are they going to get in next week? You know, you got people waiting until maybe, <laughs> let's say, 9 at night, 9 Pacific at night, 12 a.m. Eastern, you know, midnight Eastern, if you will, for the new episode to drop. Just like, like I say, Disney does with WandaVision. I mean, why do you think WandaVision is such a big success right now? It's got people anticipating and, you know, basically, you know, foaming, foaming at the mouth, so to speak, for to see what the next episode is going to be like, you know, as far as the series is concerned. So I think, in my honest opinion, the weekly route would be the best route for them to go. I'm not now nothing against if they decide, OK, they have 24 episodes ordered for the series and they want to divide it into four or six episode seasons. Nothing against that. That's just as good as well. Well, because if it's a rainy day or cold day or whatever, and you got nothing else to do. You could just sit back and binge watch all six episodes. And maybe if you have a YouTube account or something like that, like I do, you can come on here and say, Hey everybody, here's what I thought of the first six episodes of the first uh, six, the first, the uh, first six, six episode season of the uh, potential four seasons we're going to get. And you can give an overall uh, review of that first six episode season. And that could work too. But in my personal opinion, I think going the weekly route will be the best route for them to go because, you know, it gets people more intrigued into the series and makes them want to wonder what's going to happen next. Now they could, now here's the thing. People could go the weekly route or the daily route, even if you, even if Netflix decides to drop all the episodes, you know, in a six, you know, six episode seasonal, you know, uh, move like they've done with things like War for Cybertron. And people could decide, okay, I'm going to watch one episode this week and then I'm going to wait till next week, watch another episode. And then the following week, watch another episode. They could do that. They could do the weekly route by doing it that way. Or they could do the daily route. Like they could say, okay, I'm going to watch this episode today. Then I'm going to watch that episode, the next episode tomorrow, 
they could do that too. And it would work in a similar way. But I think honestly, if Netflix is going to go the weekly route um, as reported, you know, that they notice as being that they've noticed is a huge success for the likes of Disney plus and all the other sites that are doing it, all the other streaming services, I should say that are doing it. Then I think honestly, that's the best direction for them to go, you know, take friendship, you know, take my little pony generation five, along with some other series that you're planning to, you know, test out the weekly format on and go that and go that route. I think it'd be the best route for them to go in. Now, one of the questions that, that I did talk about, uh, uh, talk about one of the questions that I did talk about and touch upon, especially towards the end, kind of, you know, throughout the, uh, throughout the early to mid portion of the first video today, and as well as towards the end is, you know, are these ponies descendants? You know, cause you have to really wonder, is there any connection to possibly any characters we saw in friendship is magic. Now, when I look at, when I look, and I'm sure a lot of you have seen, you know, have seen her by now. When I look at Sunny Star Scout, what color scheme does she have? Whose color scheme, I should say, does that remind you of? Scootaloo, right? It reminds you of Scootaloo. So I look at that, and then I look at the hooves having a little bit of a grayish white tone to them. And I'm wondering, you know, is she a descendant of Scootaloo? And did Scootaloo and perhaps Rumble? get together because I don't know if it was implied or a tease in Marks and Recreation. I got to go back and watch it, but I go out here, but when I Google it and I Google Scootaloo and Rumble, there's a lot of stuff that come up on, comes up on that. And I'm one, and I'm wondering if maybe they kind of teased something like, you know, Rumble could be the person that Scootaloo ends up with because his brother Thunderlane, I think is a Wonderbolt and Scootaloo's big sister, if you will, uh, Rainbow Dash, is a Wonderbolt as well. So you have to wonder if maybe, you know, that allowed um, Scootaloo and Rumble to get together and the offspring, you know, through generations later, you know, gave us Sunny Star Star Scout. Has to make you wonder that. Um, So, again, it makes you wonder exactly if perhaps she's a descendant of them. Uh, another thing that really, another character, of course, is our male uh, protagonist, the male uh, member of the group. And, you know, I thought to myself, could he be, is he a descendant of Applejack? It makes you wonder. You know, I'm not saying that he is, but it would probably play into it a little bit. I mean, he has a little bit of Rainbow Dash ego, so he might be a descendant of Rainbow Dash. But he's an Earth Pony. He's an Earth Pony, as far as I know. So it it makes you wonder if perhaps, you know, he's a descendant of Applejack and Apple Bloom. And if he is, then, you know, obviously that throws out the whole Applejack Rainbow Dash thing. That theory goes out the window because I one thing I'll tell you, one thing I will tell you, you got to check this out yourselves. You guys got to check this out yourselves. Uh, but basically, as I double check something here, guys. Uh, but basically when, when you look at, um, the react, the Bronies react video, uh, that they did on last problem, <laughs> I, 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 I want you to look at the reaction of that lost narrator and match pie pony 
um, <laughs> had when it was acknowledged that it looks like uh, Rainbow Dash and Applejack got together, you know, a la LGBTQ. You know, you know, they're like, no, 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 that's not that. Nope, nope, no, they're like, nope. Lost narrator's like, nope, that they're not together. You know, Rainbow was probably helping her. Yeah, that's it. Well, guess what? I think Magpie and Lost Narrator are probably going to be uh, justified here if, you know, this character is a descendant of Applejack. But then you have to wonder, okay, if he's a descendant of Applejack, you know, is he, a you know, is he the son or the grandson of Big Mac and Sugar Bell? It makes you wonder, you know, who he could be the son, you know, the grandson of and potentially who his father could be along with his mom. You know, I'm sure a lot of people will say, well, maybe his, maybe his um, mom's the daughter or the, or his dad's the son of Apple Bloom. And that might be true. But then again, you got to say, okay, if Apple Bloom's the, the grandmother, if you will, the great grandmother, then who was the grandfather? You know, and I'm sure a lot of people might be theorizing that it could be Tenderhoof. Well, not Tenderhoof, but it could be Taps. You know, that Taps pony that Apple Bloom uh, befriended in that one episode. It could be him. You know, and that might be. So maybe Taps and Apple Bloom got together. Who knows? But then, but, you know, that's up in the air. But I'm assuming, but I believe in some way if there's any kind of like connection, descendant connection that is revealed down the line, then I think this male character, he's probably connected to um, Apple Applejack in some way. He's a descendant. I, I, I truly believe that. You know, it's, again, it's mere speculation, but I just, I feel that might be the case. He might even be a descendant of, a Fluttershy, who knows? But Fluttershy is a Pegasite, so you know that kind of gets rolled ruled out. But we'll have to see. We'll have to see. But I'm more than certain that if they would have acknowledged that these uh, main characters that we're getting now are descendants of our main six, main seven, main eight characters, then I have to say that he's probably an Apple, a descendant of Applejack in some some capacity. I do. And you know, heck, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe his father is spike who knows maybe applejack and spike got together but then you're thinking well wait a minute applejack looked freaking old there's no way she was gonna have kids at that age um uh, maybe maybe it was spike and apple bloom we don't know but again i'm still i'm still pretty certain that it was taps and apple bloom that got together and i'm certain that this character might be a descendant of applejack and apple bloom because of that I, I, again mere speculation i could be totally wrong but mere speculation on my part. But now we have this Palomina pony as well, this Pegasite pony with the cloud wings. And you have to wonder, who is she a descendant of? Who is she um, Who who is she basically, um, you know, maybe the, the grand filly of? And I would have to say that I think, honestly, you know, here's my speculation. I think there's... Palomia, this Pegasi pony that we're going to get. I think she might be, get this, I think she might be a, a descendant of Vapor Trail. You know, let, let me let me look this up here just to, just to make sure. Vapor Wonder oh, Bolt. Vapor Trail, right. 
Sky Stinger and Vapor Trail. So, you know, I look at that and I'm thinking, okay, Sky Stinger's a, a different color pony. That's that's true. But you have to wonder if maybe uh, Vapor Trail and, you know, Sky Stinger had a kid, you know, got together as probably alluded, as it was alluded to in Wonderbolt Academy. Um, I, I think that was the episode. Let me, let me see. Oh, Top Bolt. That's what it is. Top Bolt, actually. You have to wonder if they got together that they had a kid and then their kid had a, a kid as well. And that kid is who we see, this Paramena uh, pony that's, uh, you know, looks like the they have the, the wings are basically, you know, identical to clouds or in the shape of clouds or something like that. So it makes you wonder. But I w- I'm not going to be surprised if maybe it is acknowledged that perhaps she is a descendant of uh, Sky Stinger and, and Vapor Trail. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised uh, whatsoever. But again, that's just mere speculation. You know, she could be a descendant of Fluttershy. There you go. You know, she could be a descendant of Fluttershy. I mean, she got, she has that headband with the feathers in it. So maybe she's a descendant of Fluttershy. But then you think, well, wait a minute. Fluttershy got together with Discord, right? How could that happen? Discord is a chaos, as the Lord of Chaos. He could probably make Fluttershy younger, if you know what I'm talking about. And there you go. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, but... I look at the fact that she's either going to be uh, acknowledged as a descendant of Vapor Trail and Sky Stinger, or she's going to be acknowledged as somewhat of a descendant of Fluttershy in some capacity. That that's probably what we'll. That's probably more than likely the direction we might be going in. So I look at so so far I look at it this way. I look at uh, Sunny. I look at Sunny as being a descendant of Scootaloo and possibly Rumble. You know, just by her color scheme. I look at this male character as being descendant of Applejack, mostly maybe Big Mac and Sugar Bell, courtesy of their son or child, or their, their uh, filly or colt, if you will. So I could see him being a descendant of Applejack's family. And I see this Palomina pony, this Pegasi pony being a descendant, maybe more than likely of Vapor Trail and Sky Stinger. Or perhaps Fluttershy, but more along the lines of Vapor Trail and Sky Stinger. You know, that's if they are, if they, it is revealed that they are descendants. Uh, which, again, with these kind of shows, you know, courtesy of Hasbro, I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past them. And speaking of possible, you know, descendants, if you will, that brings us to Izzy. And you have to wonder, okay, who is she a descendant of? Well, she looks like basically a younger version of Celestia, a more fun-loving version of Celestia. So you have to wonder, is she a descendant maybe of Celestia? Perhaps. But I think that's I think that's unlikely. Some may say that just do just by looking at her possible bubbly personality, that she's probably a descendant of Pinkie Pie. Maybe, but Pinkie Pie is not a, a not a unicorn, unless unless little cheese grew up and got together with a unicorn and that could explain possibly where she comes from. So I'm not ruling that out. So I'm not ruling Pinkie Pie out due to, you know, little cheese possibly getting with a unicorn and thus there you go. Um, But I think honestly, I think honestly, just looking at the color scheme a little bit, 
I would not be surprised. And, you know, hopefully, and, I, and again, this is just mere speculation. This is mere speculation. But I think, you know, some people here in the live chat will like what I'm about to say. Because I even touched upon this at the end of the first video. I think there's a possibly good chance that, you know, she's a descendant of Rarity and Spike. Just by the color scheme. Now you might say, well, Rarity had gray hair in her, had silver, had the silver, had some silver in her hair last we saw her. Yeah, that's true. But again, who's to say that in story, in continuity context, you know, Twilight didn't give them, you know, didn't make them immortal herself. And by making them immortal like her, you know, they she didn't de-age them to a point that they were basically back to the way we were used to seeing them. You know, like, like this. Who's to say, you know, you know, she didn't do a, a spell that revert that made them immortal, and basically by making them immortal, along with maybe the siblings, like the CMCs and some of the friends like Starlight and Sunburst and all them, who's to say it didn't revert their age? And this was the and this we got rarity back like this. You know, I'm just saying. You know, it's a possibility. Like I said, I'm just saying it's a possibility. Again, it's all mere speculation on my part. But again, she could be. She could be a descendant. You know, who's to say, you know, Spike maybe didn't get together with Sweetbell? You know, it's like if you can't get together with Rarity, who's to say he didn't get a, didn't get together with Sweetbell? I mean, there's a lot of hints with that when you really think about it. I mean, the fact that he dances with Sweetie Belle uh, at the end of Cantalot Wedding in that photograph montage. The fact that he dances with her in the first episode of season seven. You know, who's to say maybe he didn't get together with Sweetie Belle and thus, you know, Izzy is a descendant of them. I'm just saying that it's a possibility. So I look at it this way. She's either a descendant of Pinkie Pie and Cheese because Little Cheese probably got together with a unicorn and thus, you know, Izzy down the line, generations down the line is a result. You know, that's the bubbly personality that we see. Or she's a descendant of Rarity because of Rarity and Spike or Spike and Sweetie Belle. And Rarity and Spike, possibly because Rarity, you know, might have been de-aged by a spell by Twilight when, like I said, Twilight possibly went and made her friends immortal just like her. I'm, I'm again, 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 I'm not saying that happened, but, you know, you never know. You never know. So, you know, who's to say that didn't happen? And again, who's to say that didn't happen? You know, again, like I said, who's to say didn't that didn't happen? Who's to say maybe something didn't happen, if you know what I mean? You know, as time passed, as the many moons, as the last problem put it, or the transition between the ending of the end and last problem when the, the three final episodes premiered in prime time, you know, kind of indicated. Who's to say that during those many moons, Spike and Rarity didn't get together and kind of have uh, relations, if you know what I mean. But again, 
again, mere speculation on my part, but I think honestly she's a descendant either of Pinkie Pie and Cheese Sandwich because Little Cheese may have gotten together with a unicorn. That's the result being generations later, um, Izzy coming into existence. Or she's a descendant of Spike and Rarity or Spike or Spike and Sweetie Belle. And I'm sure people might and I'm sure people are hoping that it's Spike and Rarity, but again, but again, like I said, you know, it all depends on exactly what happens during that that time frame, and maybe we'll get an answer in the season ten comics. Who knows? Uh that's uh but maybe something happened between those many moons between ending of the end and last problem. Maybe something happened there. Or perhaps, more than likely, if that didn't happen, Spike ended up with Sweetie Belle. Again, I'm not I'm not saying that occurred, but I, I I'm not saying that happened happened either way, but I believe honestly full full out that if there's any kind of descendant storyline thrown into the series when it premieres, maybe even in the movie, that I believe it's going to be revealed that Iggy uh, Izzy is a descendant of Rarity and Spike or Sweetie Belle and Spike. I just feel it. You know, not directly from them, but basically a generational descendant. You know, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. You know, like I said, it, it's a possibility. Um, you know, so you so you never know. You never know. So, um, to me, to me, you know, she could, like I said, she could be a descendant of Pinkie Pie. Like I said, but and I just had to take care of something there. Someone was trying to troll in the in the live chat, so I do apologize for that. Uh, but anyway. Like I said, you know, who's to say she's not a descendant of Pinkie Pie because Little Cheese may have gotten together with a unicorn and thus generations later, Izzy is the result. Or who's to say, like I say, she's not a generational descendant of Rarity and Spike because maybe something happens and, you know, it's not clarified in Last Prom because they probably don't want to touch upon that. But that would explain maybe the robe or something like that that, you know, she was wearing. Who knows? Or, you know, he's a descendant of Spike and Sweetie Belle. I'm just saying, and, and I would say honestly that if, and I would say honestly that, you know, if fans were told, okay, would you, if, well, not told, but if, I've got a feeling if fans were asked, okay, if he couldn't be, if Spike couldn't get together with Rarity in continuity, would you be cool if it's acknowledged that he got together with Sweetie Belle? And my personal opinion, I think everybody would be cool with it. Because it's like, if you can't be with Rarity, then, you know, if his sister shows interest in you, then why not, you know, why not take that, you know, take that, you know, take that offer up, if you know what I'm saying. So, again, though, I, again, overall, I think he is a descendant of Spike. I, I mean, I think Izzy is a descendant of Spike. I think he, well, not he, but <laughs> hold on, let me get some coffee here. Oh, there we go. But honestly, I think Izzy, um, again, honestly, I think Izzy is indeed possibly a descendant of Spike and Rarity, or more than likely, if not that, Spike and Sweetie Belle. Uh, again, there's a good chance she could be a descendant of Pinkie Pie because of maybe Little Cheese getting with a unicorn and 
generation later is that's the result. But again, this is here's the thing. Let me make this perfectly clear. This is all mere speculation. They could go that route, which would definitely be a great connection to G4, or they could just not go that route and make them these make these characters, these new main six, main four, main five characters, uh, their own you know their own deal, their own you know their own um, uh, their own identities, their own personalities, no connections to uh, descendant wise to the main cast of Generation Four. And that'd be cool too, but you know, again, knowing Hasbro, I would, in you know, what they would like to see, I would not be surprised if they, you know, have the creative staff, the writers for the new series go down that route. You know, I would not be surprised. Um, but yeah, I, I could see, you know, like I said, I could see Sunny Skystar being related, generational wise, to uh, Scootaloo. And Rumble, I could see this male pony possibly being connected to Applejack's family, being a descendant of that. Um, I could see this uh, Pegasi pony being connected to uh, Fluttershy, or more than likely uh, Vapor Trail and Sky Stinger. And I could see Izzy being connected to Rarity and Spike, or Sweetie Belle and Spike, and Pinkie Pie. I um as well if you know like I said little cheese in the future grows up and gets together with the oh it's acknowledged that little cheese got grew up and got together with the you know with a, a unicorn again again like I said it's all mere speculation they could do this and they may not do this but you know that that's basically but again that's what you know a show like this or a new interpretation of a franchise like this will do it makes you, especially when you find out that it's connected to the previous generation, you know, it makes you speculate, okay, as to, you know, do these new characters have any connections to the old? You know, it makes you wonder. It makes you very curious about that. But what do you guys think? Uh, ZTails327, let me ask you this, because I know you're hopefully still in the live chat. Would you be cool if Izzy was a descendant of Pinkie Pie in Cheese Sandwich? Could it see a little cheese getting together with a unicorn? Or do you think it would be more than likely if they decided to go down this route that she's a descendant of Rarity and Spike or Sweetie Belle and Spike? Which would you be cool with? Cool with if that was to happen? Let me know what your thoughts are uh, in the live chat in the comments uh, afterwards. But yeah, I could I could see them going down that route. Not saying they will, and you know, again, not saying they will, but I could see them doing it. You know, I could I could see them doing it, and you know, people actually being cool with it. You know, I could see the disparity shippers like myself. You know, if it's found out that you know she's a descendant of Rarity or she's a descendant of Spike and Sweetie Belle getting together, or Spike and Rarity getting together, I think you know either way would be cool. Spike and Rarity obviously would be happy because it would basically officially confirm that yes, they did get together and. Because of this, you know, their descendants had an offspring that, you know, is descended from them in Izzy. But I think we'd also be cool if it was Sweetie Belle, too. Because, you know, she's Rarity's sister. And, you know, it's indicated, maybe not as much, but it is teased in the com- in the show with them dancing. It's teased in a panel of the comics with Sweetie Belle holding a Spike doll. Just like, you know, in the show, which shows Spike holding a Rarity doll. That they're teasing something there between them. 
So I think either way would be. So I think even if it was found out that Sweetie Belle was, you know, ended up with Spike, I think we'd be cool with it. I think a lot of us would be fine with it. And holy smokes, 89 views. Thank you guys for this. This is the most I've had in a live chat so far on a live stream. But yeah, I think I think a lot of us would be cool with it. I think we honestly would be. But that's up to that's up to the writers, the creative staff behind the movie and behind uh, the series. You know, if they decide, hey, let's you know, let's surprise everybody by saying by revealing that our new main cast is actually descendants of the original main six, seven, eight cast of Friendship is Magic. I could see them. I could see them doing it. And again, I wouldn't put anything past. I would not put anything past Hasbro when it comes to something like this. Because again, like I said earlier, and like I said in the first video, you know, you look at Beast Wars, nobody thought that that would be connected to Generation 1 Transformers. But guess what? Going into the later part of the second season, we find out that, oh my gosh, it is connected to G1 Transformers because these descendants went through a freaking time warp bridge, ended up on prehistoric Earth, the same prehistoric Earth that the Ark with the Decepticons and the Autobots, their ancestors, you know, crashed upon around the same time. And again, like I said, the moment you see Megatron, the uh, Beast Wars Predacon on Megatron flying through the Ark, and you've seen all the Decepticons and Autobots in stasis mode, that moment's like... Oh, that's the moment you're like, holy smokes. You know, I didn't see this coming. And I and again, I would I could see them doing that. You know, I could see them, you know, potentially doing that with you know, with this show. I could see them doing that too. Not, you know, I could see them doing it. I could, you know, here's how I would see them doing that if it was revealed that they're descendants. I can see him doing an episode or two where the characters go back in time and, oh, my God, ah, right, there you go. You know, they might see similarities, identicalness, who knows, and it might be confirmed. Who knows? Who knows? It could happen. Now, again, I'm not putting it because, you know what, I'm not putting anything, anything past them. I'm not. I'm not putting anything past, you know, Hasbro whatsoever. I'm not putting anything past these guys when it comes to to My Little Pony, you know, the My Little Pony franchise, because it, along with Transformers, probably more so, is one of the more lucrative, you know, properties they have right now. No matter how you look at it. I mean, even John Campia acknowledged that a couple of days ago when I sent him in a tip, as you know, ta- mentioning this, asking him about the move, the movie's move to Netflix. And even he said, look, man, when I talked to John Delancey, because he talked to John Delancey himself, and even when his wife was working at Hasbro, basically they both acknowledged that this MLP thing was huge, very lucrative. So, so yeah, even someone like John Campia acknowledged it, you know, and he's not the biggest MLP fan, you know, out there, but at least he acknowledges, yeah, this thing's lucrative for Hasbro. So, you, you know, even he wouldn't put it past Hasbro to do something like that, if you know what I mean. Because he knows of the lucrativeness that they have, you know, with this franchise. So I wouldn't put it past, you know, Hasbro to tell the creators, hey, you know, we're going to make a toy line with these new characters and acknowledge that they are descendants, the actual descendants 
of Twilight and the main seven, the main eight. I would not put it past them. I would not. So, uh, I, again, I totally expect something like this to come down the line. Now, speaking of Twilight and her friends, one of the questions a lot of people have is uh, exactly, you know, will we see them? Or will, will we have a flashback? Will we see Will we see them in some kind of capacity? Will there be a reference? You know, besides like, you know, besides what we're getting here, you know, if, you know what I mean? You know, will we get some kind of a reference, if you will? And, or acknowledge, besides, you know, like what we saw in that screenshot. And again, this is what I'm talking about. And that's my uh, neighbor's dogs. They always whine and cry for some reason. But when they pinpointed things out, like little Easter eggs, they pinpointed that in the background. And you see the figures and... Then, of course, you have all the other stuff that represents the main six, main seven. So the qu the question, obviously, is will we see more than just like little Easter eggs or references to that to that to that cast, to the Friendship is Magic crew? And honestly, I believe we will. I think the writers for the series and the movie, if they're one and the same or different, I think they're going to realize that, honestly, they're going to need to do possibly something that crosses over both generations and where you have both generations meet. And like I said earlier, I could see them doing a story to where you have a sunny sky, sunny star scout and her friends go back in time. Like a something happens, like a spell gets, you know, like a time spell, a time, like some kind of time. Like I could see some kind of a, a time time spell being incorporated and I could see them going back in time to friendship is magic. I could see that. I mean, you know, I could see them doing that. You know, I could, hold on. I have to shut that. But like I said, you know, I hold on again. But like I said, I I could see them doing that. Because when you watch a lot of shows that have had reboots and all that or different incarnations of characters, what is the one thing they try to do? They try to cross them over. I mean, obviously one of the best examples in my opinion is TMT. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They, they've done this with the uh, 2K3, crossing over with the 87 and the Mirage Turtles, you know, with the Turtles Forever movie. We've seen them do this with the uh, CGI Nickelodeon series where they've had them cross over uh, in both animated formats with the original 80s, early, the original 80s to mid-90s Turtles, the ones that also crossed over in Turtles Forever. And uh, obviously we've kind of seen it already or seen a tease of it with Rise. So um, again, I would not, again, I would not put it past Hasbro to do, you know, the creative step behind the series uh, to do something like that because, you know, because obviously they're going to know that fans are going to expect maybe some kind of crossover to happen with Friendship is Magic. They know that. You know, they know that, you know, that's bound to happen, that 
you got to find a way to cross over these two generations and do and you know and make some kind of story out of it some kind of multi-part story or two-part story or whatever you know come out of it you know you got to make something you know you know you got to make something come you know come of it you got to make basically you got to make it a reality is what you know is what they should is what fans would expect and i think hopefully hopefully the the writers behind the series which i do understand last i heard our actual fans of the friendship is magic show themselves originally hopefully they kind of understand hey you know or have discussed and understand hey we have to probably do a crossover and you know for for this new series between friendship is magic generation four and this series and, and go from there and you know see what happens and whether they decide to make it a you know individual story multi-part story two-part whatever i i think they realize they gotta make it that make that happen because as i was trying to say before i got distracted by the neighbor's dog um you know, I think, you know, they, they're going to realize that fans are going to expect that and fans are going to probably want to see something like that. You know, even if it's just a, a one-time deal for like a one-episode or two-part or three-part episode deal. I think they're going to want to see that. And I mean, I know, you know, I know people watching, you know, I know people watching this um, live stream or going to be watching it later after it's done. I know they would agree with that. I know people would agree with that. And you know what? I'm all for it. I would love to see, not just in the comics, because there's a good chance they could do that there, but I would love to see one of the episodes, even if it's in multi-parts and it's a part of a season finale of a six-episode six season or whatever the case may be, or if it's a season finale for a weekly release of episodes like i think like as i mentioned earlier i think would be the best direction for them for them to go in whatever the case may be you know i think i i think it would i think honestly i i think it would work i i think doing a crossover between these two generations would work fans would be cool fans would love it you know it would show that hey you're not forgetting where generation five was inspired from and it would definitely, to me, it would give the stamp of approval, in my opinion. It would give the MLP stamp of approval, the Brony Pegasus stamp of approval of hey, of saying, hey, Generation 5 is the successor. Generation 5 is, you know, is the successor of G4. It's as good as G4. The characters are as memorable as G4 and, identifi and as identifiable as G4. And this crossover between both generations solidifies that. I think that right there could definitely be something they could benefit from um, in the future. I really do. You know, so you know, so obviously, could a crossover happen, or should a crossover happen? Honestly, as I said, I think the writers who, are, as I mentioned, are reported last last I heard, are fans themselves. I think they realize the crossover may be needed. Will the crossover happen maybe within the first season of the show? Whether it's the first six episodes, you know, like what they're doing with War for Cybertron and all these other shows, or it's a weekly thing, like the like I think they should go the direction they should go in. You know, do I think it'll come out as soon as that? 
No, well, I would, I would put, I'll put it this way. If they go the weekly route of releasing the episodes, like what Disney does with WandaVision and Mandalorian, then yeah, I think we'll get a crossover for the finale of season one. But if they go the bent, the six episode season route, where they do six episodes a season, then I expect the crossover to probably happen around season towards the end of season four, depending season three or four, depending on the number of episodes they've ordered for generation five. That's what I would expect. But yeah, I definitely expect a, a crossover to occur. I have no doubt, no doubt in my opinion, that a crossover will happen. You know, it's it's, it's too inevitable. It's too inevitable. Because like I said, you know, when you look at the, t, uh, the, uh, the, um, the four kids, the Fox Box four kids interpretation of TMNT, no one thought they would cross over with the Mirage Turtles or the 80s to 90s Turtles, but they did. And they did that in the, in the finale, Turtles Forever. You know, the finale, the movie finale, Turtles Forever. You know, did we expect, you know, the CGI Nickelodeon Turtles to do it? No, but they did. And they did it on both for, on both fronts, both in the traditional 2D animation and CGI animation. Did we expect Rise to maybe kind of acknowledge it or tease it? No, but they've done it. I'm pretty sure they have. So to me, I, I expect it to happen. I expect a crossover to happen. It's inevitable. And I... And I truly believe the writers behind the series, behind Generation 5, know that. They, they realize that. They're like, oh, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to have to do this. You know, we're definitely going to have to do this. And I'm at 96 views right now doing this live stream. Thank, thank you very much for that, guys. Probably the most I've had on a live stream so far. <laughs> uh, but anyway, though, I, I truly expect it. I truly do. Because, you know, here's the thing. Why would you reference, put in the, the Easter eggs, in the movie, if you weren't probably thinking and considering doing a crossover for the finale of the show, or at least the first season finale, if you go the weekly route, or the series finale, if you go the um, uh, the uh, six-episode season route on Netflix. Again, depending on all depending on how many episodes they order to uh, be released and made and distributed on Netflix. You know, I think they realize, you know, I think basically the creative staff, you know, realize that, like I said, it's inevitable. It has to happen. It has to occur. So, yeah, I again, I definitely expect a crossover to happen. Again, it's too, to me, it's too, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It has to happen. And I guarantee you this, I guarantee you this, you know. Netflix gets some decent numbers with some of those shows, which are the six-episode seasons that you have to wait to another season to watch six episodes and binge them and all that. You know, Netflix may get good numbers when it comes to those things. I expect Netflix to get huge numbers. Well, not huge, but I expect them to get, you know, tremendous numbers if they announce that one of the episodes upcoming, either in a weekly release or possibly in the fourth Six episode season that they do, third or fourth episode season they do, that they got a that one of those episodes, maybe or a couple of those episodes is a is a crossover story. I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised that if that gets announced, they get the viewerships, you know, 
you know, blasting off to another level. Like, you know, they'll expect maybe an average of this many and be like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. That's great. Great numbers. Those numbers will be super exceeded, in my opinion, if they announce that during one of their six episode seasons or towards the end of the first season for a finale, they're doing a multi-part story that involves a crossover between Friendship is Magic and Generation 5. Again, I would I would not I would not be surprised of the the number of viewers they can end up getting um, beyond the average viewers they would get for like other episodes of Generation Five and the the showing of Friendship is Magic, those viewerships will be you know knocked out of the park. They do a crossover, I guarantee you, I guarantee you that that would happen. And again. You want to get the internet talking? You want to get the internet talking? Doing a crossover like that will get the internet talking. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. And and this is why I truly, truly believe, in my opinion, that it's too obvious. And, you know, it's not the obvious to where you, you know, it's like, oh, you know, it's going to happen and it doesn't. But it's too, it's the, but it's basically the kind of, it's too obvious that you know it's going to happen. It's just questioning. It's just a question of when and where it will happen, you know, during the series. Because you, you know it's not going to happen in the movie. It won't. But there's a good chance it will happen in the series because, again, like I said, it would basically give Generation 5 that stamp of approval of, hey, this is the new MLP you need to check out and get behind uh, and help make into a phenomenon or keep that phenomenon known as MLP, known as the Brony and Pegasus community alive. So I would not. Again, put it past them to do something like that. I would not, guys. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And I think everybody watching this live right now will be watching it later on, realizes that um, as well. So, again, I, w- I would not put it past them. I would not put it past them because it's, again, it's too it's too good of an idea to, to pass up. It's too, it's too tempting, and I'm already 101 views on this live stream. So thank you very much for that, guys. But like I said, it's too tempting not to do. And like I said, I think the writing staff, if they are legit fans of Friendship is Magic, like some reports say they are, I would not put it past them to say, hey, you know, you know, as fans ourselves, we would want a crossover. So we know we would want to see a crossover between both shows or both interpretations. Nations, we would like to see a crossover happen. Because we know that's what fans expect. So, again, it's just, I think it's too tempting. I think the dangling of that crossover carrot in front of that writing crew is too tempting not to bite. Not to take a bite of and basically go for it, in my opinion. You're finishing off my coffee there. But like I said, it's too it's too tempting. It's too tempting. And I want you to think about this too. I want you to think about this too. When they when this one site accidentally displayed merchandise for Generation 5, they did it alongside merchandise that's upcoming that still relates to Generation 4. Now that may not mean anything, but you know, maybe it does. But I think you know, doing something like that, I believe. Excuse me. To me, is a sign. Excuse me. To me, it's a sign, and what that sign is saying is the pro is basically we're gonna probably get a crossover 
uh, within the first season of the show of Generation Five. We just got to wait till 2022 and whenever the show debuts to, you know, see if that's going to happen. And again, you know, like I said, if they go the weekly route, the weekly episodic route, like they're being rumored to go in the future with, you know, My Little Pony Generation 5 along with other series, then I definitely expect towards the end of the first season, depending on how many episodes they order, you know, I can expect them basically to say, hey, the finale is going to be a multi-part story, which is going to be a crossover between Friendship is Magic Generation 4 and this new Generation 5. I can exp- I totally expect something like that to happen. You know, I really do. But, again, I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong about that. You know, I could be totally wrong. And it may be, you know, it may not happen. We may get flashbacks to all we know. But again, but again, though, like I said, I think it's just too tempting. I think it's just too tempting for the writers to pass up. Because if the writers are fans themselves, you know, as I've mentioned, that they've been that's been mentioned as well in other reports when it comes to the people writing the series for G5, then I think they realize that it's uh, it's too tempting of an opportunity to pass up. So I think obviously we're going to get a crossover in the series. It's inevitable. It's inevitable that's going to happen. And I would not be surprised that if they go the weekly route, that when you get towards the end of the first season, depending on how many episodes they ordered, that's when you get a multi-part story. It's going to be a crossover. Or if they go the six-episode season uh, route that they've been doing, I would expect by at least season three or season four, depending on the, like I said, the order of episodes, they, the number of episodes they order, I would expect that to be basically um, around, like I said, season three or four. I expect the episodes there to be where the crossover, for, you know, to end the series or have the series come to a close, uh, would happen. So I, I definitely expect it. I definitely expect a crossover to occur. Now, I also, now, if it doesn't happen in the series, now, if a crossover doesn't happen in the series, it's for like, let's say, a season finale or a series finale, depending on how Netflix does this, um, I would expect a movie. I would expect possibly a movie to come out of this where you cross over you know, Friendship is Magic with G5 and maybe G1. Kind of basically, I mean, take a look at the success a lot of, you know, series have, you know, have got, look, take a look at the success and the viewership numbers, you know, people get when they do that with other shows, other studios get when they do that with other properties, when they cross them over, different interpretations and all that. They, their numbers go almost through the roof. They go higher than they would expect them would, or they expect they, they should. So if we don't see a crossover like as part of a multi-part season or series finale, depending on how Netflix, you know, uh, releases this releases the series itself or distributes the series itself, then I would expect a movie to be uh, to be the option. I would expect a movie to be the option of where Friendship is Magic meets G five, and I think you know that right there. And I expect, you know, and hello, Nintendo. Nice to see you in the live chat. Uh, but I would expect, um, I would expect that to be the other direct, the other option they would take to go and, and do a crossover between Friendship is Magic G4 and G5. Because again, either way, you're having G4 
do a crossover, give that stamp of approval of saying G5 is taking MLP to that next level, taking the Brony and Pegasus community to that next level uh, into the future. So I expect a crossover to happen either way, either as part of a season or series finale, depending on how Netflix releases the episodes, or I expect it to be done in a direct-to-video, you know, a, a, I expect it to be done in a direct-to-Netflix, direct-to-video, and direct-to-Discovery Family uh, crossover, um, you know, afterwards. Either after the first season or after the series is over, I would expect, or even in the middle of the series or the season, in the middle of the seri- season, you know, I expect perhaps maybe a movie to be announced as a, cro- a crossover movie, I should say, to be announced where this would happen. But yeah. But yeah, I, again, I, I heavily expect a crossover to occur. Now, here's the other thing that I noticed about the animation that was released for G5 that showed the characters in motion. I and I think I mentioned this earlier, but if not, if I didn't mention this earlier, let me say it right now. Because I think I mentioned it in the earlier in the video earlier today. You know, I look at Sunny Star, Star Scout and this unnamed male pony, and it's almost like G Five is going to explore romance, and that these two are going to be an item. Now, I wouldn't say. Now, here's what's interesting, though. Yeah, I think I did mention this earlier. But like I said, here's what, but as I mentioned earlier, here's what's interesting. You know, I look at All Dogs Go to Heaven 2, and it was established at the end that Charlie and Sasha got together. But when you get to the series, they have an on and off relationship, you know, basically acting like nothing really happened, right? So to me, it looks like they're going to go down that route. It looks like right now, according to this little teaser that we get, that there's something romantic going on between, or attractive, romantic-wise, flirtatious-wise, going on between this unnamed male pony and Sonny. So uh, so one thing, So, what I see here, just by that little moment uh, on screen, is I see that G5, you know, because they talk about how G5 is going to tackle all these different subjects and everything in the movie and in the series. It also looks like they're going to tackle romance, something that, as I mentioned earlier, um, the the series did you know did kind of tackle a bit, you know you know with some of the characters and I you know with like with Sugar Bell and Big Mac and you know and Pinky and Cheese and all that they they acknowledged it, but the thing is. They didn't really push it too much. They only did it with certain characters. The comics, the IDW comics, on the other hand, are like, hey, we'll, we'll take the romance and we'll, we'll run with it. We'll acknowledge it. I mean, heck, they have Celestia in love with an alternate universe Sombra. They just finished a two-part issue story with Pinkie Pie and Cheese Sandwich, uh, basically very subtly acknowledging that, they're in lo- that they love each other, that they want to be more than friends. You know, you have a variant cover of, you know, teasing Apple Spike, thanks to Disney Fanatics, you know, of Disney Fanatics' work of getting that put onto the map. You know, you had the whole Sparity thing. You have Rarity and Spike, and that kind of being semi-officially acknowledged. And, 
you know, if not made official, thanks to a recent, you know, video uploaded by Hasbro on the MLP YouTube channel. So, you know, they, they don't, the, so here's the thing that they're no strangers to romance, but they just don't shove it in our faces. But there are other exceptions like the IDW comics and stuff. But it, it looks like here that G5, along with tackling diversity and, you know, acceptance and all that, you know, it looks like they're also going to tackle romance, which I think is great. Which I think is a, it, it's a great move on their part. I think, you know, tackling the romance between characters, especially the main cast of characters, I think is a great move because it makes it more relatable. And if any characters are descendants of our main cast, like let's say we get descendants of Spike and a descendant of Rarity, and let's say, boom, something like, okay, here's the new generation version of Spike and Rarity, you know, getting attracted to each other, even though they're different species, you know, hey, great, good on them, you know, because at least they're tackling an issue that normally nobody would tackle that you would not think Friendship is Magic would tackle. And I got 113 views so far. Thank you very much for that, guys, uh, on this live stream. So, uh, so yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's like G5, uh, G5 uh, in my opinion, oh, yeah, G5, in my opinion, is willing to, to go a route that, you know, no one else, you know, that, you know, that friendship is magic, you know, touched upon, they teased about, you know, they had their moments and everything, but they never really like took it to that next level with a few, with a few exceptions, you know, Big Mac Sugar Bell, the flashback to Applejack and Big Mac's parents, you know, Matilda and Cranky Doodle, um, you know, and then of course the occasional Spike and Rarity deal, Tender Hoof and Applejack, stuff like that, you know, you had all these moments. You had all these moments and stuff. And again, it wasn't, you know, like totally shoved in your face or anything. It was more like very subtle. And one thing about the Sparity ship and why I think Hasbro acknowledged it in that video they uploaded, this Spike and Rarity love story video, is because the, the one thing that people liked about it, I should say, as I mentioned before, is it's a very subtle relationship. It's a very subtle romance. Like it's not in your face. Like it's not shoved in your face, as you say, but you know it's there when it needs to be. It's it's there, you know, it's there when it needs, you know, needs to be focused on or touched upon and stuff. It's not shoved in your face. It's not like every episode, kissy kissy, rubby nosy nosy, and all that. It's there when it needs to be, and that's why people like it. That's why people like that that romance, if you will, that very subtle romance between the two. And to me. You know, even though, like I said, G4 never, Friendship is Magic never really went too far with romance. I mean, heck, to the Equestria Girls tie-in spinoff, what do they do with Twilight? Twilight, even when she comes back from the human world of Equestria, bumps into the Flash Century Guard. Basically acknowledging, or basically building <laughs> building off the uh, romance or crush she had on the human Flash Century. Or teasing something there. So to me, I look at the fact that, you know, when I look at the fact that if G5 is willing to tackle romance, especially when it comes to the, one of the main or two of the main characters 
in the main group, you know, being attracted to each other or probably having feelings for each other, then I, then I'm all for it. I'm all for it because, you know, if, you know, if this is, you know, one way, because if this, like I said, if this is one of the things they're willing to touch upon along with diversity and acceptance and all that, then I'm all for it. I'm all for it because at least it shows that they're not willing to shy away from, from anything anymore. And they realize that the audience that they're going to be appealing to is not going to be little anymore. It's going to be an older audience. And, and that's another thing too. It's been reported that, you know, G5 is going to be targeted towards an older audience. And I like that. I like that concept. I mean, look, nothing against the younger audience that's good and everything. And obviously this is still going to appeal to them. But I think, you know, appealing to a more of an older demographic, you know, is a good direction to go in, especially if one of the things you're going to touch upon is romance, especially romance between your main characters. I think it's great. I think it's really good. And obviously, I think, you know, obviously, I think that's uh, another reason. Excuse me for a second. We'll be right back. Just checking something, guys. Just check. Must have been something outside. But like I said, I think this is another reason why they chose to go with Netflix over maybe Discovery Family, because Discovery Family, you know, and I'm not saying it's not a bad play. It's not a bad, um, you know, it's not a bad network to have your show on. But you know, Netflix is more freelance. The more like they give you more elbow room to spread your wings, if you know what I mean. And, you know, come up with ideas and concepts and stories that, you know, network television, even cable network tele- or cable television would kind of be weary about, especially if one of the shows that you have on their network is supposed to be targeted at a younger audience uh, initially. So, you know, overall, I'm like I said, I'm glad they're doing this. I'm glad they're doing this. I'm glad they're going in this direction, um, you know, by, you know, tackling, uh, by, you know, adding in the fact that not only are they, you know, tackling all these other modern themes and subjects like acceptance and diversity and, you know, um, I guess speciesness, if you will. But also I like the fact that they're tackling romance and I'm glad they're doing that. And if we, and it's obvious that, and again, if you're, and let me let me say this. If you don't think they are, again, take a look at the animated GIF that they put up showing the characters in motion. If the ending of that with, you know, the little teasing between uh, Sonny and that male character doesn't give off the romantic vibes, then I don't know what does. Because it, it does to me. It does to me. So I'm glad that they're open to doing that. I'm glad that they're open to doing that. So... You know, maybe by doing this, opening to this, maybe the maybe the season ten comics by IDW, which continue the animated continuity of Friendship is Magic in comic book form, maybe we might get something between Spike and Rarity, or Spike and Sweetie Belle, or maybe Spike and Applejack. Who knows? Mostly, hopefully, Spike and Rarity, because if they're willing to, you know, use two of the is two uh, two of the issues out of the season ten comic. To basically say, officially confirm, yeah, this is how Pinky and Chi Sandwich became romantically involved. Then I don't think nothing else is off the table. I think you got, 
I think obviously they got to go the route. They got to go and at least address spike and rarity and at least have something there that says, yeah, that these two are together in a romantic kind of way, even though some people may or may not agree with it. But to me, but to me, and that's our neighbor's dogs again. I do apologize for that. Uh, but like, like I said, to me, you know, if, if your new generation already through this teaser is saying, Hey, we're going to also, along with all our other themes, we're also going to tackle romance, especially between our main characters. I think that to me, that opens the door that opens the door for other versions of MLP to do that as well. And I think IDW, the creative staff behind the CD 10 comic probably saw this and be like, Oh yeah. Okay. Now we know what to do. Now we can do now we can do some more romance because if they're willing to do this with those new stuff with the, this new generation, then we'll do it with ours. Then we'll do it with the previous generation as well, especially with this season 10 comic that's supposed to help you know bridge the gap between ending of the end and last problem. So I, I could see them doing it. I could see them doing that. So um but yeah, um but yeah, I'm I'm glad that tackling that they're going to be using that to tackle one of the well that's going to be one of the things they tackle. Now the obvious question before now the last thing obviously that everybody wants to know uh, before I shut before I close this because you know my mom's going to be coming home soon, uh, and you know how it is with family sometimes, you know parents siblings whatever it's kind of hard to do live streams. I mean I was just watching just Alex's live stream. Uh, what was it on Elimination Chamber? And then his uh, dynamite live stream, and he kept getting interrupted a lot. You know, it's like someone threw mail to him when he was doing a live stream, and then another person was do uh, was calling him on his phone. So yeah, it's not easy. You know, you can work around it, but it's not easy. Um, but anyway, the other one last thing we need to talk about is we know it takes place in the future, as I mentioned before. I mean, others still feel that it could be a show that takes place in Equestria, but in this Equestria, it shows that Friendship is Magic was a show, was basically a show like what we watched, was basically the same show that we watched, but it was a show, but it was a show to them. It was a show to the characters involved. Um, you know, I know some people probably have that belief, but I don't think that's the case. I think honestly, in my opinion, guys, this takes place in the future, but the question is how far? Well, let me get some light on in here real quickly. No, show you. Uh, okay, but as we could see, just by the the background and what was um, touched upon, we could definitely tell it takes place in a modern setting, um, if you will. Like it's still kind of a mix of what we saw in Friendship Is Magic, because of course. You know, you have, um, if, I can, if I can pull this here for a second, you know, you have some royal guards here, basically drawn identically to what we see in Friendship is Magic. But still, it seems to take place like years in the future, like thousands, maybe hundreds of years in the future. And the one thing that is um, touched upon, according to synopsis, is uh, basically that let me read this again it says the um, 
It says in the new movie, the ponies world of Equestria has lost its magic. Friendship and harmony have been replaced by paranoia and mistrust. So obviously the thing is, you know, you have to wonder how it lost its magic and why now it's replaced by paranoia and mistrust. And that also makes you wonder, like, okay, obviously part of the thing is to get that magic back and get that trust and that, that trust uh, rebuilt and that paranoia, you know, removed. But the question is, how many years does this take place in the future? Does this play, does this take place like, several years in the future, like 10 years, a decade or so in the future? Does this take place hundreds of thousands of years? Because if it's a decade, then obviously history should not be lost, right? But I think a lot of people are suspecting just by what they see here in this image of uh, Sunny's room, um, if you will, that it takes place, that obviously it takes place perhaps thousand, about maybe a hundred, maybe a thousand years in the future. And if there's um, anything that we can go on when it comes to those kind of stories, I think I mentioned this earlier as well as in the other video, is history sometimes can get lost. Now, what I, there was one example I used in the previous video where I said, uh, basically, um, well, I said basically that uh, in Shadow Play Part 1, you know, Applejack goes to look for Raku's shovel, and she comes apart. Uh, comes apart. Uh, comes across, I should say, a group of paleontologists, archaeologists, if you will. And the lead female paleontologist or archaeologist, if you will, you know, scoffs at you know the the legend, the the tale of what Rakuf did with the shovel when it comes to the molten lava. But when Applejack saves them from a freaking falling, you know, ro boulder rolling towards them with her own hind legs, just pushes it back and then cracks her legs like this, like, you know, that was nothing. You know, it basically makes the lady that scoffs at the whole rock hoof deal, you know, suddenly change her tone like, you know, oh, my gosh, I, I can't believe you did that and everything. And then when she sees you know, the Raku shovel glow in Applejack's, when Applejack is holding it in her mouth, she's like, okay, maybe some legends are true. And, and again, I bring this up because if this takes place hundreds to thousands of years in the future, and you have a mistrust and paranoia being thrown around and Equestria loses its magic and, you know, its elements, you know, when it comes to harmony, and leadership is totally different, then my my speculation and opinion on that is I think honestly, um, and just by the way that we see, you know, how things are displayed here, I think honestly what it's going to lead to is every what it's going to lead to, and this is just mere speculation on my part, but what it may, you know, lead to or acknowledge or try to um, push throughout the the, uh, the film, uh, uh, put, or basically push throughout the film, I have certain characters kind of push throughout the film as being, you know, fact, is the fact that all the, is the notion that all the adventures 
and everything that the main six, the main seven, the main eight, that being Twilight, Rarity, Applejack, Fluttershy, Pinkie Pie, Rainbow Dash, Starlight, and Spike uh, did to help restore magic and, you know, a harmony back to Equestria years ago is nothing more than legend. It's nothing more than a myth. You know, so I would not be surprised if that's the route they're going to go to where you have Sonny here, who's obviously admired, amored, if you will, uh, by the main group, by the main six, the main seven of Friendship is Magic. But you're going to probably have others that are like, yeah, all that stuff you hear about the main six, the main seven doing all that. That's nothing but legend. That's a myth. There's no truth to it. There's no fact to it. And then later on in the movie, if not the series, those myths and legends turn out to be true. That Sonny and her friends basically go on to prove that those myths and legends are indeed true. They are indeed fact. They were indeed real. So, you know, I could see I could see maybe that's what's going to happen. If this takes place years in the future, like thousands or hundreds of years, I can expect that to be you know, the reasoning as to why we have mistrust and paranoia and Equestria, you know, lost its magic and it's, you know, and the elements of harmony have disappeared and all that. I can, I can definitely suspect that throughout the movie and the series, there's going to be a lot of characters they're going to encounter that they're going to doubt that what the main six of Friendship is Magic did along with the friends uh, did to, you know, bring, you know, harmony and magic, the, Elements of har- the element of harmony and magic of friendship to Equestria is nothing more than myth and legend. So, so yeah, I definitely expect maybe a big time jump into the future to where they're looked down, looked upon as myth and legend. I mean, if they even, and, and here's the thing: if they even come across the statue of the main group, you know, that was a, that we saw in the last problem that was erected for them, that was created for them. That if we see, you know, that appear in in Generation 5, I could see someone saying, oh, well, I I could see them having a character telling someone like Sonny, oh, well, that was just made because someone, because people like, because ponies like you were admired or moored with the myth and legend of the main group, of the main six. That's why he was erect. But I could, and on on the other side, I could see Sonny and Story being like, well, what if they did that because these characters, the, these, this main six group, the, the main six was real. What if they did that as a tribute to them for what they did? Again, it's a possible, again, I'm not saying that would happen, but it's, it's a possibility that it could uh, occur, if you will, uh, down the line. I could, again, I could see it. I could see this. I could see this being... I could see that happening. I could see basically the reasoning for everything going to pot, if you will, in G5 in the movie, as well as in the series, or at least being, at least the series being utilized to get things back to what it was, is because not only did everybody, you know, not only did Equestria lose its magic and the elements of harmony, but also, and go into this paranoia and go into this, you know, reality of this world of paranoia and mistrust. But I could see it because. You know, they totally forgot about how, you know, how they, you know, they were, how they were given that harmony, how they were given, you know, that magic of friendship and trust and living together in peace. And I can see that as, you know, generations and years go on, 
you know, what was historical fact and truth turn out to be nothing more than myth and legend. And I would not be surprised if that's what happens, that if we get this major time jump, which again, it looks like we're going to get, that, you know, what the main six did, along with their allies and friends, the main seven, I should say, did with their allies and friends, are now looked upon as nothing but myth and legend. And that throughout this movie, if not throughout the series, that myth and legend is going to be turned out, is going to be proven to be real and be proven to be true. So I definitely expect a time jump by at least 100, maybe mostly 1,000 years. I really do. But anyway, though, guys, anyway, though, guys, along with some new figures we're getting that are going to possibly be a new mold of how they're going to bring out the MLP characters, you know, to be sold as merchandise, toys, and all that. Besides that, to me, in close, and I'll be right back. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, my mom called. That was someone from Sonora. I don't know who that was. Uh, sorry about that, guys. Uh, like I said, my mom just called me up. She calls me up um, anytime she gets to Patterson to let me know she's at the gas station getting her gas, and then she's going to be on her way here, which is why I got to wrap this up real quickly because, like I said, um, it's, a little, it's a little hard to do it with family. I mean, again, I the people I watch sometimes doing live streams, like, you know, Alex Hicks and all them, they have to work around that. But uh, what was I? Uh, what was I again? I totally lost my train of thought, guys. Totally lost my train of thought. Um, what was I again? Oh yeah, the time jump. Yeah. So yeah, that that's why I think it's uh it, we're gonna have a time skip. Whether it's a hundred or thousand years in the future, uh, because basically, and, and this is reality. This is reality for a lot of us here. You know, there's a lot of myths and legends that people say never happened, but then you have other people saying that did. 
And basically the reason you have that divide is because so much time has passed that historical, actual historical facts have been lost throughout history, throughout that, throughout those centuries and decades and all that. And that's why I feel that we're getting a time jump here because we're going to be going down possibly that route to where eventually in the movie, if not throughout the series, you know, those legend, the legend and myth of the main seven and their allies and everything they did to restore the elements of harmony and magic of friendship into Equestria was indeed fact and was indeed real and true. So, so yeah, I can, I can um, expect, you know, something like that uh, to be addressed because it definitely feels like, it definitely feels like we're going down that route. And I think there were hints, there were several hints, if you will, that that's probably the direction uh, we're heading uh, with with this. And I'm already had 121 views for this live stream, the most I've ever had. Thank you very much for that, guys. But yeah, I think that's the direction we're heading, you know, in story with the movie and part as well as the series. Because in the series, I think they're going to build upon what they do in the movie, where they basically rebuild the trust, they get rid of the paranoia, and they basically prove to any doubters that yes, indeed, the main six, the main seven, and their allies that help restore this thing known as harmony and friendship and magic and equestria were indeed real, was indeed fact. So I could see that being the premise down the line. Uh, and as far as uh, the series goes, when it comes to it, its addressing of diversity and acceptance and speciesness and probably and romance and all that. So I could see that happening. I could see that happening. But overall, though, guys, um, yeah, I can't wait to see it. Like I said, we have uh, brushable figures coming out, new brushable stuff coming out for the characters. You know, the characters basically, uh, yeah, that was what I was saying before I got interrupted. The characters having a new mold, a new toy mo mold being made to where it's identical to, like, let's say, what you see here with the ornament and what you kind of see almost with the... Um, with these figures of Pinkie Pie and and Rainbow, so it's basically what you see with. Um, uh, let me let me give you an example. I'll bring her down for a second before I put her back up. Like with the Guardians of Harmony uh, sets that we've gotten, I can expect. You know that's kind of similar to the mold. The same we're going to get with some of the figures. So I can. I can expect. I can expect basically, um, oh, basically you can expect those kind of uh, uh, toys or collectibles, if you will, to be distributed along with other merchandise as well, like the bedding that leaked out, you know, <laughs> G5 and what the what characters were going to be involved in all that. So uh, it's going to be, it's going to be an, I'll, I'll definitely say it, it's going to be an interesting uh, ride or an interesting journey going into the fall because I think it's still scheduled for September of this month, or September of this year, I should say, to be released uh, on Netflix worldwide. And then in 2022, which I would assume will probably be either the beginning of 2022 or spring 2022, either the new year 2022 or spring 2022 is when we'll see the debut of the ongoing series uh, to go along with the movie. So, um, so yeah, it's definitely going to be a great journey. Uh, as the months go on, a lot of fans like myself are going to be coming out and speculating and wondering, okay, 
you know, what's next, you know, or what direction are they going to go in? Who's going to voice the characters, you know, and all that, you know, a lot more speculations and opinions are going to come out. And um, I've got a feeling we may be getting a trailer real soon. I think, I would think by, I'll say this way. I, I say, I would believe, I would say around Easter, Easter, maybe spring break, Around the beginning of spring into Easter, that time frame is when we're going to get a, a trailer. Let's know that we're going to probably get a full-length trailer for the movie. As a matter of fact, let me see what uh, spring is. Uh, first day of spring is the 20th of March. And then Easter is on April 4th. So between the 20th of March and April 4th, basically um, those two weeks, expect a trailer to be released for the um, new Generation 5 movie that's going to also give us this, that's going to basically serve as the pilot to, uh, to the movie that's also going to be on Netflix. So I definitely expect a trailer by then. But like I said, I also expect a lot more speculation, a lot more discussion, you know, here on YouTube, at Equestria Daily, at the forums at Equestria Daily, at the MLP forums, you know, on Facebook and on Twitter and all that, you know, even on all the places where people can talk about MLP, Discord servers and all that. I definitely expect, you know, I definitely expect a lot more speculations and opinions uh, to come about when it comes to uh, the series and what we're going to end up getting, getting uh, when it finally debuts. So definitely looking forward to it. And again, I'm, and again, I definitely feel we'll be getting a crossover. I, I feel it. I feel it's either going to be its own individual direct to Netflix, direct to video, direct to, you know, discovery family television, whatever the case may be a movie, or it's going to serve as part of a finale, whether it's part of a weekly episodic uh, release schedule that Netflix will finally uh, attempt to do with other shows like MLP G5 and it serves as part of the season one finale or it's going to serve as part of the season four season three six uh, episode finale uh, a six episode uh, run and you know with those seasons uh, if they go that route but I do expect a crossover to happen I really do but anyway, though, guys, uh, that's all I'm going to say here uh, for this live stream. Thank you all for tuning in. Really appreciate it. I have nearly hit 125. The most I am at 123 view, 123 views as we speak right now. The most I've ever had. Um, so really, I appreciate all the love and support on this, guys. Probably the most I've ever gotten all day. I mean, together right now, when you think about it, I've gotten near over 400, or not 400, but almost, I would say, 400 uh, views. As a matter of fact, let me refresh this a little bit on my television so I can get a better idea. Oh, yeah, I've gotten about, yeah, over 400 views, 425, 424 views. So, guys, I really appreciate that, really appreciate the support and everything. And, again, this is a – and, again – you know, I didn't, you know, normally when I do these kind of videos, premieres or live streams, we thought they're like, I give people a, an advancement of half an hour 
most being eight hours, 12 hours, whatever the case may be. I usually don't get that many views, especially with other things I talk about. You know, or I do a live stream like right off the bat, like, oh, here it is. Here's a, here's a live stream for you guys to check out. You know, normally uh, I don't expect, you know, that many views, but yeah, I'm getting them here and I really, really appreciate it, guys. Really appreciate it. So anyways, though, guys, that's all I'm going to really say on this follow up, this live follow up uh, discussion on My Little Pony Generation 5 and the fact that it's coming to Netflix, not just the movie, but the series as well. And basically talking about everything that's been released and shown to us uh, throughout this morning during the Hasbro Investors Call. So again, thank you all for watching. Really, really appreciate it. God bless you all for that. Uh, let me know what your thoughts are down below in the comments be below of what your thoughts are on G5. What do you expect uh, to come out of it and everything? You know, do you think, you know, the characters might be, uh, you know, might be uh, revealed to be the de descendants to some of the main cast or their allies? What do you think down below? Comment if you like. I'd love to hear from each and every one of you on that at, in the comment section. And thank you all. Thank you to and thank and a, a big thank you to everybody that joined me in the live chat as well. Really appreciate it. If you guys ever want to donate in the future during the live chats, I have super chats open. So if you ever want to do that, that's up to you. Um, but really, again, I really appreciate you know, really appreciate the support and everything. Uh, that you guys are giving me here on this live stream. Probably, like I said, the most watched live stream I've done in a long, long time. I'm um, especially for the times that I've done the premiere earlier today and the, uh, you know, in this live stream. So thank you all for joining me. I mean, heck, this live stream blew out my other live stream from earlier today out of the water where I talked about the whole the situation with Newsom and Como and what they're going through and, and all that. If you want to check that out, if that's your cup of tea, go ahead. But anyway, though, guys, thank you all for joining me uh, for this live stream. Really appreciate it. Um, and that's all I'm going to say. So I'm going to close it down now, guys. Again, thank you all for joining me. Really appreciate it. God bless you all on that. Stay safe. Get vaccinated if you can. And be good to each other. And thank you all for the support. And I will talk to you all later. And again, thank you for, you know, coming on here at the last, you know, almost at the last moment, like immediately. And really showing your support and everything. So thank you all for watching. Take care, guys. God bless us and everything. And again, can't wait to see what we what people have to say as the months go on, as we build to Generation 5, where I believe we will get a crossover between both Friendship is Magic G4 and this one. And where I believe as we get build towards it throughout the months, we will get a trailer possibly between the beginning of the spring season, March 20th, and Easter, which is April 4th. So again, guys, thank you all for watching and tuning in live, being part of this. And I will talk to you all later. First of all, let me make sure I didn't, you know, jump in, you know, get an increase. I may have. Let me see here if I got any bit of an increase in viewers. Yes, I did. 126. I surpassed 125 views. Doing this live stream, guys. So thank you very much for that at 126. Really appreciate that, guys. God bless you all for that. And, uh, yeah, that's the most I've ever gotten. But thank you all for watching. And, again, let me know what your thoughts are in the uh, comments below. And I will talk to you all later. I've got to get things, you know, closed up here because it's getting dark around here now.
It's about 6, 11 uh, at, in the evening. And I've been going for almost two hours and 25 minutes. So thank you guys for all, for tuning in and watching. Really appreciate it. Uh, God bless. Take care. Get vaccinated. Stay safe. Take care of each other. And like I said, let the journey to fall 2021, September 2021, and the G5 movie for MLP begin. And again, I believe we will get a crossover when the series begins. You know, whether it's part of a finale for a weekly episodic release or part of a season three or season four, six episode deal that they might do, just like what they do with War for Cybertron. And I expect between March 20th, the official day, the official first day of spring, and April 4th, the day of Easter, you know, I expect around that time frame we will get a trailer, full-length trailer for the movie. So until next time, I go next time though, guys. Thank you all for watching. Take care. God bless. And uh, I am out. But yeah, that's a countdown to this right here. As I turn this around, that's a countdown to this begin because it looks good and definitely looks like they're keeping the spirit of friendship with magic alive. So thank you all for tuning in. Like I said, really appreciate it. You all take care of yourselves. Thank you for the support. And again, comment down below if you like. Let me know what your thoughts are. And I am out. Take care, guys. Have a good rest of your evening. Peace.